0: Once again, we're back. This is KG and the 5th Ward Wildcat with the uh, latest and greatest podcast. Thank you once again for listening. I'm KG.
1: The road dog over there is... Uh, I am the 5th Ward Wildcat. I am in the house today.
0: Let's get right into it. Let's go do things a little bit different. Uh, typically, we talk about basketball first, or, uh, but we're not going to do that. We're going to talk about the Aggies. we a them m Aggies. Um, the AN Board of Regents will be meeting uh, at the time we do this in a little more than an hour to uh, basically give President Lofton the uh, full power to negotiate, nego- well, negotiate and make it, I guess, a final decision regarding ANU's move to the Southeastern Conference. What are your thoughts on?
1: So take it where you want, wherever you want to take okay. it. Let's start with, you know, rumors in your It all boils down to one thing, one thing only: who will be the second team to move? Because the SEC basically tabled the way they voted, and all it wasn't so much that. They are, not, they are not inviting A&M, they're just not inviting them at this time because they need another team to come in with them so it could be an even league. Well that's that's part of why they they uh,
0: tabled it. They also tabled it because they do not want to get sued and accused of uh, tampering basically saying so they needed A&M, they needed A&M to come to them uh, and request to join rather than going to A&M
1: and asking them to join. And folks, let's just be real. It all boils down to one thing only. Weak leadership at the head. That means that person in charge of the Big Twelve should have put his foot down over a year ago when everybody was talking about moving and stepping out. That should have been a mandate of not so much money monetarily wise, but as an institution and as a conference. The head of the conference Dan Baby should have put his foot down and said, These are the rules as far as teams moving. But, but Wildcats, sir, a few months ago,
0: the 10 teams that re- remained really? did not reach an agreement for the. Uh, I guess the Fox TV deal, saying they were united. This is how the conflict is going to be from him for, for the immediate future. So
1: what else more could the commissioner B.B. do? He needed to go and get a concrete situation to uh, radio and TV uh, contract together. That's what he needed to do. Because you can talk about it, you can vote on it, but if you don't have anything in black and white on paper, you end up with what you have now. One school saying we got on our own network and we're going with ESPN, while the rest of the conference is headed off to where? Fox? Is that is, is, does that does that sound logical when you look at it and look at the big picture? Well, so are we blaming the Longhorns for for the demise no, of the Big Twelve? I'm just the, the demise of the Big Twelve boils down to leadership at the top. Well, you know, the joke is that the uh, commissioner of the Big Twelve is uh, the Lost
0: Dog. The Lost Dog. I, I saw that in there. The, that in the in Longhorns, it's AD, rather than Dan Beebe. So, you know, we we'll, we'll get into all those specifics, but
1: that's somebody else to judge and decide. That's true. Mm-hmm. But now, you what you have is the big question: who's the next team? You know who would move with a and to the to the SEC? Who, who's a suggestion? Because I, if I'm not mistaken, I think when you check back on the SEC uh, history, wasn't Clemson at one time a part of the SEC? Back years ago? I, I don't know, right? I, I one, well it may be because Clemson.
0: Oh yeah, but I think Clemson. May have been, if they were part of the SEC, but they were a a founding member of the ACC. So I don't know if that means they left the SEC to help form the ACC or what have you. But I don't see um, Clemson joining because one report that I respect and trust saying the SEC does not want to expand or add a team that's already in the state of a current member. So Clemson is in South Carolina. If they're not, that's South Carolina is a member of the SEC, so that knocks them out. Florida State is in Florida, obviously, and knocks them out. Georgia Tech is in the in the state of Georgia knocks them out. So that that leaves... Virginia, Virginia Tech, or North Carolina, North Carolina State, if you're going to, you know, put your team from the ACC. But we're getting all off on the on the 14th team.
1: I want to talk about the 13th team, Aggies. I, I think it is a great move for A&M. One, because of they have a large alumni base that is very supportive. And the reason I say that, it's almost like the Cubs. Even when they were not doing well in athletics, they were still showing up on the weekends. They were still buying tickets. I always remember A&M enlarged their football stadium when they were in a down situation as far as athletics. And not many schools can say that. Not many schools can actually do that. That is a typical situation that you see in the SEC on a regular basis. That you know, that's true.
0: And, you know, clearly, this, it's a football. It's a football move for no other reason. Why they don't the ancillary sports, the other oh. athletics sports part of uh, A&M have no factor in this at all. You know, despite the success of the track track and field team or the success of the women's basketball team, defending national champs, despite all that, those other sports success. It's a football move. Um, I, I do not believe I know uh, the rest of the coaches. Majority of the coaches are not in favor of it because it's, of what it involves. It involves tougher competition. It, it involves, you know, depending on what the sport is, it involves more travel, longer distance of travel during the week for the non-football sports. Um, which, which means you take away study time for your quote-unquote student-athletes which is supposed to be one of the reasons for the NCAA that they're always titling the student-athlete rather than the athlete-student.
1: And I, I, I hear that, I read that, and I see that, and that, that, that those comments are made on a regular basis here, especially lately, um, concerning student-athletes. But you and I both understand that at the end of the day, as an athletic director once told you and I, football is the wheel that moves, that drives the engine. Without a doubt, football drives football,
0: uh, you know, is the lead dog in all of this. I do not like where this is heading, possibly with uh, mega conferences and 14-team leagues, 16-team leagues, uh, or the... Down the line, talk of only four mega conferences of 64 teams, possibly. You know, it's probably going to happen. Doesn't mean I'm going to like it. Um, I don't like the fact that, I mean, clearly we already know that there are haves and have nots in life, there are haves and have nots in athletics. But if you're only going to have 64 teams, which are really odd, even out of 64, probably only 20 given you will have a legitimate chance at the mythical national championship so what does it say for the other 200, 300 250 schools who won't even have a chance to who won't even have a chance to compete for the title now really because they're not a part of the BCS but
1: I know it's money driven doesn't mean I like it well fans that you have it you know that's what's going on and just once again, an outside source, namely network that wants to, uh, we won't say monopolize, but want to, to, but want to be the the big eight hundred pound gorilla in the room, which is right now ESPN. Uh, hopefully, this situation gets resolved uh, before uh, the season starts, because my gut feeling tells me all is done. It's just a matter of everybody sitting down at the table and voting, and then putting a the schedule together. Well, so, well, you know, ESPN is is
0: one of the main reasons for this. Uh, first and foremost, because of the, of the deal they set, they arranged with the University of Texas, the 300 million dollar deal over, I think, 20 years uh, for the Longhorns. Was one of the main factors in this, but what are your thoughts on access? I don't care about access because I'm not going to watch the damn channel anyway. I don't care about any of that stuff, um, gotcha. but just the people, uh, the Aggies doing this, or well, the the negativity that the Aggies have re- are receiving because um, people are calling ego driven. People at ESPN, ironically enough, are calling them ego driven. Um, so the decision behind the Aggie wanting to get to the SEC because they want to get out of the shadow of the Longhorns and all that. What are, your, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, ESPN, tough luck. Because you only have control over, if I'm reading this correctly, one school in the conference because that's who you have a contract with. Am I wrong? Depending on the conference. You know, uh, but right now, the way the Big 12's contract is set up for all the schools to revenue share, I think it's a great move for A&M uh, because not only will it'll be shared just with football, it'll be shared down the, uh, down the line with all the ancillary uh, type situation, sort of like what the uh, Big Ten has now with that network, which I thought the commissioner of the Big 12 should have done when all of this came up the first time. But how much I mean, cause I don't know, I don't what, know the figures on uh, on uh, as far as the size of the contract, but I what? do know that it's a lot larger than what's being stated the big Ten's payout
0: per team is roughly right now $22 million, I believe twenty two million per member school um the new big twelve well, the current big twelve or ten teams I think it's twenty million per team Everyone. Believes, and I believe, you know, widely so, that the new deal for the SEC, new TV deal for the SEC will pay out more than that. But it's how much more? I mean, the Aggies right now, as things stand, they stay in the Big 12, would earn $20 million along with A&M, I mean, along with Texas and Oklahoma. So how much more will they be getting if they go to the SEC and they'll be splitting, splitting the pie couldn't have up more than what it is right now in the Bigs Uh
1: Well, I just, if I'm, once again, if I'm reading this correctly, it's because of their bowl affiliations in that, in that particular conference. And from what I'm reading, the, Big, uh, the uh, Big 12 used to have a pretty good deal set up as far as bowl is concerned. But right now, the SEC does. Even that fourth, even that, that that team is going to a sixth place type bowl situation. is getting over a million dollars, and when well, a million dollar per school as far as revenue. So when you look at that, that will add on to your sustenance, as, as, as your your funding and your general scholarship fund, general athletic scholarship fund. You know, for ancillaries down the road. And a reminder, hold that thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, of
0: course, if you're listening, you know this is KG and the Fifth World Wildcat podcast. Uh, I'm KG
1: on um, the Fifth World Wildcat. So going back to your thought, and with that 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 sharing of funding, because from person and I I talked to a couple of years back when they were, everyone was talking about uh, revenue sharing as far as bowls. There's a payout to the school in the conference the first year. Then there is a, uh, divot, uh, it, then it's divided up between the rest of the schools, and it's paid out over five year term. Now, once that money starts coming in, that's money that's, that's pretty much guaranteed unless the bowl goes belly up, and you know what you're getting as far as your general athletic scholarship fund, you know, that's coming in, and I would have to believe that once A&M when they were, at least when they were thinking about it they were looking at it as yeah we can go and compete right now I'm not going to say about going and winning the whole thing right now we got to get in, get our feet wet but the main thing that's, that's driving that Aggie situation you and I both see it as egos and they are ready to move on they see now that the brand is out for the brand. It's not about the conference. It's not about anybody else, and nobody's tied to anybody. And you know, not up, it's not tied to Texas. Texas is not tied to a So it, it, now it's about, you know. I'm getting mad. I'm going to find a way to get mad, and I'm tired of listening and following you down the road. So you agree that it's ego-driven? Oh, yes. Okay. Because it's gotten to that point now. It's
0: almost got to the point of personal. Because, well, I I think that's part of it as well, because, I mean, A&M school song... Tells you point blank. It tells you about the disdain for University of Texas. It's in the song. So it it is ingrained in the culture of Texas AM University. So that's a hundred years plus tradition that they have for not liking the University of Texas. That's a rivalry, that's tradition, all those things. So they're just willing to
1: put all that aside and, and go move down the road. Move down the road and go to the S C C I'm, I'm turning it around. Well, I'm gonna ask this question, and I've heard this over the weekend. I, I've done at least three nighttime shows. Do you think it's youth driven? All uh, the statements, guys that are my age, like in their fifties and sixties, and all that, watch the, the traditions get, get get built up to where they are. Or do you think it's your age group, that's thirties and forties, where the guys, you know, just getting out of out of school and they're, they're just tired of dealing with with uh, the with with the Longhorns. You know, probably my age and younger. Uh, the old older
0: folks, I would say, I would say no. But even then, the older alums, older Aggies, going to SEC won't impact them because they have their money. They have made their money. They can make those trips, go to all the events because they have the time to do it. Folks my age and younger who either are trying to build up the careers or get their businesses off the ground, get them started, or are looking for jobs. They can't make these trips. They can't. They, they can't, especially on a whim. They can't just go over to uh, Gainesville for the weekend to watch Aggies play Florida. They they can't do that. So the, it's ironic that the, I think the younger people, younger generation, who's in favor of the move, may not be able to
1: make the trip. Make the trip. And you and I have been down the road, traveling on the weekends, especially during basketball, well, early basketball season and, and late football. We've seen a lot of banners on fans and our headed over the SEC country. And folks, I'm going to tell you, they come in droves. I've been down to Death Valley for a day game, but my, on my bucket list is to go down there for a night game. Because when they've had all day, when the SEC team and family and alumni and football fans have had all day to get get ready for a night game, it is something to see from what I've told. All right. And, and tying it to uh,
0: basketball, because that's, you know, my main focus, the a and women's basketball games, the home games, most of those games, most people attend those games, At Reed Arena Or the older Aggies Right Very few students Or not as many students Attend those games Unless it's Going against Baylor Or Oklahoma One of the Texas Well, definitely Texas But even then But uh, The rivalry games Those matchups The students come to those So I interviewed uh, Gary Blair Aggies women's head coach Articles on my website HoustonRomwellReview.com For you to read And see some of his Comments and thoughts On the uh, Aggies I think Impending move To the Southeast Conference I think it's a done deal So it's a question of Of they're voting. For when it becomes official, you know. I think yesterday I saw that it's going to be um, within the next in 21 days when everything will be finalized. It's going to happen. <clears throat> uh, basketball wise, you know, it means the Tennessee Lady Vols will be coming to Reed Arena every two years or so, hopefully. To um, so basketball, you know. You have to be good for that. Yes. Georgia. <clears throat> We're now. That don't make any... No, no, you no, no, no offense to Coastlanders Landers and Georgia. I had, to, I, had to it. Program. I had to throw that uh, in. the Tennessee... <laughs> You know Tennessee, even LSU and, and first year new coach Nikki Caldwell, who uh, I'm going to say it on on the, on the podcast. Here we go, folks. Who Look I admire, <laughs> uh, who I admire a great deal, and I hey I have, of course Nikki Caldwell, but well, man, she can coach, she can coach, she can coach, and she can recruit, and coach. definitely she can she can recruit. I think it's a great hire. It was a great hire by LSU to hire her as a head coach. So when basketball, won't, won't obviously you and and the national champion, you're not going to be, be falling falling off. Oh no! To the to a basketball program. No. So, but what do what do you think? Your thoughts on people people who say the Aggies on football recruiting well this, first things first what you've done I, I'll, I'll say how right much here. how much where do you see the Aggies in the hierarchy of the SEC okay. you know compared to Bama
1: <laughs> LSU and, and Florida alright you just mentioned three schools and, and I'm going to throw LSU in there too. no no that's what I said you know, Bama LSU and Florida ok Uh, Along with Auburn, since they they they, picked their one. You're talking about four schools that have won championships in in the last ten years out of the SEC. last five. Uh, All four of them won won twice, I think. Folks, pay attention to that, because everybody else in that conference is second tier. What you have to do now is you have to find your niche as far as recruiting. A&M it's pretty much a regional type recruitment situation. That's that's pretty much what the Big 12 is. It's not a national type recruiting uh, conference. It's a lot of regional. UT Day can do that only because of their brand, but A&M is a regional. What you've done more than anything else it's going to be interesting how this all falls out. You've opened a door now for more SEC schools to step in your back in your backyard. Are but, you already losing. But, it? Is, but I, is, is that true? And I say that, in this, and this, I heard
0: that earlier, and I've heard it a few times. We know the talent in Houston, the Houston area, and say Texas. So, and the other people around the country know that as well so why wouldn't mississippi mississippi state
1: georgia already be recruiting kids from here anyhow? what you what you're looking at down the road is the second tier third tier schools getting more uh, more of an opportunity of getting more kids out of the area now you you, your talent starts to dilute what you have to do now is make inroads into what you have already here in the state Uh, You have to make inroads into, uh, let's see, uh, Oklahoma, Arkansas, and Louisiana, which is your border states, and you have to make, have to have to build up a, a very solid base to where kids won't just up and change. But what it does is. It, it still opens up the door in our know, for um, for the Georgias. Um, let's see Mississippi States, the South Carolinas, they're starting to now to hold on to their kids in the state. Uh, you also will open up um, uh, Arkansas. Yeah, they're still getting kids out of this area, but they're still getting they're mostly getting kids out of East Texas, uh up north, uh around there, Panhandle a needs to build up a solid recruitment platform here in the state. Because once you open that door up, yeah, everybody's playing on TV. You know, they're playing in the SEC, number one football conference in the country. You're playing in front of a packed house every week, not just sometimes. You've got a stacked deck against you. Now what you have to do is, like I said, you got to find your niche. You got to find out where you fit in at with this, with where you're placed at because you will be in the West. and The West consists of LSU, uh, Arkansas, um, who else is it, Mississippi and Mississippi State? No, I, I, I want to say Alabama in the West because Florida is in the East and they are meeting in the title games. So. Okay. Yep. All right. And Alabama, you know that they are a national recruiting program. They recruit out of the Houston area, they recruit out of the Dallas area. Um, Right now, AM is gonna find a way to solidify what they have and not lose and start and pick up. Find an ingrain. Find a way to get somebody else's back door. Well, let me
0: play devil's advocate again, since I'm a pessimist by nature. Yes, you are. What what's the, who's to say that the SEC with the Aggies won't become the Southwest Conference of the late 70s and 80s when everybody was on probation. I mean, let's be realistic. Alabama's, Alabama's in trouble right now. Right. Auburn is still in trouble. Being right. investigated. Mississippi State should be in more trouble because it was, I
1: think, Mississippi State representatives who started the Newton and stuff to begin with? Right. So, And the, and the one school <laughs> we had, this tells you where the SEC is right now in the state of Tennessee. Neither one of those two schools have been mentioned. In and Tennessee, I, yeah, Tennessee's got problems. You know, football just, and basketball I means basketball. Neither one of those schools have been mentioned. So, Vanderbilt, just not, not Tennessee. So, just, there you go. I mean, we're looking at the four or five programs at least
0: that have been. Or having problems or being investigated by the NCAA or, or will be investigated by the NCAA or being put on probation or or looking at with a slanted eye, and that's not even taken into account because uh, Cam Newton was at Florida, right? Right. Before, you, before he transferred to Auburn, before he left, well, no, before he, he was before he left. at Juco. Yeah, with the Bland. And he had problems at Florida. Had problems at Bland. So... You know, and Florida had a few athletes get in trouble with the law, shall we say. Mm-hmm. So it's not like the SEC is some squeaky clean conference, but it doesn't seem to have yet to impact them, uh, on the na- especially on the national scene, because all we hear about is they won five straight national championships. But how much of that winning, if any, was done because they
1: bent the rules? And we don't know. We're waiting on that. we waiting on that that situation. You know, for whatever reason, this year has been a long year for the A Infraction Committee. They are having meetings after meetings on a weekly basis, whether from Division One all the way down to Division Three. I don't know what's going on, what's happening, but something has transpired either in and not so much in the recruiting process but it's was something that was mentioned uh, last night that was 60 minutes uh, online I'm going to get mine I'm I'm entitled and it's, it's I don't know whether it's, it's the kid the high school coach the parent third party but something is going on and it's and, and you see it a lot more on the basketball side but here recently football has just been a part of it for the wrong reason because you and I both understand that was one of the things that happened with the Southwest Conference you mentioned earlier you know that was one of the downfalls but as I say as long as nobody got killed it was okay
0: am I wrong and I'm i not even gonna go go <laughs> go down that road, but as a as a University of Houston graduate, I'm gonna spin it back toward okay. Water. All right. In this sense Aggie's <clears throat> out of the SEC, I mean out of the Big Twelve to the SEC. What do you what do you believe are they got to sub you raise your chances of getting invited to the Big Twelve?
1: Um uh, academically that that's you all have reached a, a turning point in the uh, process here on campus. Uh, the president uh, Couture has vowed to make this a Tier One program, and he has gotten uh, I think he's in the process was finished up with paperwork. Am I correct? And some way, somehow, young man, you all could be getting a uh, an invitation. Whether it, it happens within a year, next year. Maybe. But I know down the road, something's got to change. Because you still have, uh, you got a new stadium at at, at SMU. Uh, they're starting to, uh, Coach Jones is starting to hold on to some of the Dallas kids and all to, to help out with the programming out there. Hold that thought.
0: Uh-oh. I know, I know that. No, no. I know you're being well-versed and rounded. Uh-oh. I want to talk about SMU. Okay. I'm just talking about my school right now. I'm talking about U of H. Well, you got to get a state. Okay. That's what not have been answering you. No, no, I know where you were going, but because I, I want to, one, give a shout out to our colleague, Richard Justice from The Chronicle, who uh, and our colleague as well, Sam Kahn with The Chronicle. Okay. Both uh, writing about... Uh, the pros of U of H joining the Big 12 but they also especially Sam also, because I know Sam is, is an alum, U of H alum also talked about what U of H alums need to do better in the future as in support all of the sports, come to the football games, buy season tickets buy the apparel you know all, you know, one simple thing is uh, our airport's in, in Houston. I go to ho- uh, Hobby.
1: I don't see U of H gear anywhere in, in Hobby and, Airport. And folks, he's speaking from what, not just what he heard, but what he knows for a fact, because we travel mm-hmm. a lot. And when we step off these planes and step in into town in the lobbies, the biggest collegiate program in the city has either a co-op uh, store on site or they have apparel and banners hanging all over the place. And he's correct. We do not see any one of these. I just, it, well, this is true. We don't see a Rice. We don't see a U of H banner hanging at Hobby, I am coming kind of know For whatever reason, I don't know why, but it should be agreed. And, and that and, and that goes back to the one factor we hadn't talked about in a while: marketing. Agreed. You and, marketing has gotten better, and that's all it's got that's better. It had done what it needs to do to get the word out. No doubt,
0: because um, I remember years ago. Early on, I first started making guest appearances on local radio sport talk shows. I remember t- telling our man Tom Franklin on KHLH 740 when I was a student here at U of H that uh, marketing department was lacking because on game day, the week of games, football games, there was no mention on campus that, that the game was coming up. On that Saturday, wasn't on banners. That's improved because you now on the marquee, you see the game coming up and all that kind of thing. So, small steps have been taken and have been approved on campus. But on campus overall, buildings are being struck all over the place, and another garage on campus. There are plans for the to to be gutted and done over. So, and Finds will be renovated as well. So there are a lot of positive things installed on the University of Houston campus. We still need to do more. And I say we, because like I said, I am a lot. We need to do more. We need to do better. Um, so a move to the Big 12 will be great as long as Oklahoma
1: stays in the Big 12, as long as there is a Big 12. Now, this is, it's, I'm glad you brought that up. Two things, and I'm going to get to the Oklahoma situation. This past weekend, Exhibition game, Saturday, after the fan appreciation, women's soccer, U of H, and TCU. Didn't know anything about it. Didn't see anything mentioned. Oh, so that was on campus? Yes, sir. I didn't know that. I didn't either. Been, I saw
0: the scores on Twitter, via Twitter, but I, know it was on, I didn't realize it was on campus. And that bothered me.
1: That truly bothered me. Because I pretty sure, at a morning public scrimmage, that should have been mentioned. Whether rightly or wrongly, I'm going to put the blame squarely on marketing, because that is a part of their job. Am I wrong, sir? I, I want to say...
0: Because I didn't hear what I was I want to say in the, well, it, it, this all ties into your point. In the email, on the alumni email for the athletics, they'd include, it had the Fan Appreciation Day. I want to say that it did mention the soccer match. But, But that's just to the alums. There you go. I didn't see anything regarding mentioning the Fan Appreciation Day on the athletic website. There you go. I went there that's true. earlier. To see if they had to posted anything about the parking arrangements because of the construction right now going on okay. in uh, the the okay. uh, Rock, uh, in Robertson's parking lot. So I went to the website to look for anything. Well, wasn't there about Fan Appreciation, day, Fan Appreciation Day on the website? Unless I missed it somewhere. I even went to you know football sports. Uh-huh. Went to the football section. Didn't see it on there. That should have been the for the event coming up. Right. That should have been biggest day right there on there. Well, I
1: found that and. The headlines, but there was no update. It had been prior to, uh, at least a week or so ahead of time. Uh, it wasn't on the upcoming events days. What where I didn't find it, right. and where I should have. Now, once again, we go back to market. And, that, and that's been a source of contention for a long while because well. It's been mentioned around campus by a lot of departments that marketing should not only be better, if you got in-house or you outsourcing it, find a way to get that done. Agree. Because if you are headed down the road and all to a place, and you want folks to know you're headed down the road to a place, at least let somebody know you're traveling. At least let somebody know that you've gotten there. And that is not uh, moving in that in that in that uh, direction right now. Hopefully, it will get better than what it is. But folks, we got what less than two weeks and football team. Is, uh, we'll be playing September 3rd, home game, home opener season opener versus UCLA. And uh, we can run a, somebody can run a fly pattern, is what Chris and I have heard before, uh, run a sky pattern as far as advertisers. week of that's Labor Day weekend. Am I correct? You are correct. School has started. Some high school football team will be playing that weekend. Folks. I hope they don't wait until the last minute because money is tight these days. Don't let them be making plans and all hit it out of time. Please, Tom. Uh, you know, I agree with that. Um, U of A to marketing,
0: yes, it has improved, but it still has room for improvement. Uh, U of A athletics, same thing for athletics. U of A athletics because as much as I love my school, and and I, trust me, I would enjoy a move to the Big 12. But the simple fact remains, U-, U of H football has not had, is not dominated common USA. So I want us to kick butt in Conference USA because a move to the Big 12, that's a whole other world. A whole another level of competition. We can always, as much as I don't like Texas, anything, athletics, yeah. Playing Longhorn football is a whole other, whole other conversation. Oh, well. Playing Oklahoma football is a whole other conversation. Yes, we beat Oklahoma State in Stillwater two years ago. Hooray. I want to get to an excellence, level of excellence, and maintain a level of excellence. That means being top 15, top 20, year in, year out.
1: Offense, defense, recruiting, coaching, the whole bit. I just remember the conversation you and I had a while back, years ago, when this transpired. Uh... When everybody was, was all excited about Cougar Athletics, the football coaching change. Nobody in there, in very few in the alumni and on campus here in this area actually thought you would lose a coach. To whom? To a school like home To Bailey. Yes. Sir. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Never thought that would happen. You actually thought you had enough money available to hold on to a coach. I would have hoped, when that situation transpired, that that would have been a coming of the minds, folks getting together and says, "Look, this should have never happened on no level. Not because of who who they were, but but for the fact that." You had always thought as a camp, as a institution, you were on another level. Well, let me it's say it like this. Athletic. Right. Let me say it like this, and we
0: got to wrap it up because we've been talking a whole lot here. This <laughs> is a good day. Um, you know, as and as a UH University of Houston alum, I can say this. I know of what I speak. We have. An inferiority complex to Texas, a and the big-time programs. But at the same time, we have a superiority complex to teams like Rice and TSU and Prairie View, et cetera, et cetera. And SMU and teams in the Conference USA. Texas Tech. Texas Tech. All, you know, a whole bunch of schools we think we're better than. How many Conference USA football titles has U of H1?
1: One, sir. How many? One. You one. would you you wouldn't know it by listening to us talk and in you, certain and, circles, and that still goes back to marketing because it, it's because you I never see that talent. I don't see that talent because that that's, since that had happened since you has one is it, about home, Florida schools. You know, it's in Central Florida. You know, it, uh, who else? Uh, Southern Miss. You know, they they are touting Southern Miss right now. They touting, you know, changes now with East Carolina. And, oh, and you and I talk about what, one issue that
0: irks us is you Say, Media Day oh. should be here in Houston. Period. Oh. You got two member schools in the conference. The only one.
1: The only YC school in H- the conference. Right, of H. Only school in the conference. And Media Day is not here. Whether football or basketball, neither one. And the, and the sad part is, there's a contention of a dis a feeling of disadvantage because of what's transpired in the an ancillary program, specifically baseball. You know, it's it's getting hosted here in town, but it's not being touted. It's not being marketed. Because even the softball uh, tournament that was held here twice, uh, they had a nice crowd. Baseball was okay. But, folks, at some point, you got a brand new facility at Rice. You got enough dressing rooms and all to host. You've got volunteership. You found that out because you're in the process of getting ready to host your second Final Four and you've hosted a bunch of regionals. At some point, you should be able to ask for some help and all the folks to help you out. Uh, But just because of the the atmosphere and environment that it brings, at some point, you should be able to host a men's and women's CUSA basketball tournament here in town and I was hoping it would have gotten done by now but if you people are waiting for the new stadium to get for Hawthorne to get reno, uh, renovated by that time Tudor House will be any what um, just another player in, in the uh, in the conference as far as a facility possibly and uh, so hopefully you know, you and I will be able to witness this <laughs> while we're still here. Hopefully. But, yeah, uh, I mean, U of H should host
0: Carver To say events, the major events, Basketball Media Day, Football Media Day. You know, yes, we had baseball here. You would have known it. Nope. You know, things like that. That's all campus. You wouldn't even know. And I I don't know this for sure it's not my sport. of course baseball isn't either. But hasn't tracked field been on campus before me today? All I, track
1: and field the conference USA say championship been on U campus before? And, and folks, the one thing that we can both tout there are not quite a, a lot of schools in this conference and the conference in the USA that can host indoor track events. You got one of the major facilities in the country, indoor track. One of the most touted indoor track and field programs in the country. And you can't host on, on campus. Somewhere, not only just administration, but your marketing team should approach you with a willingness to bite the bullet and says, I'm bringing this topic up. Give me an opportunity to get the at least attempt to get this done not just blow it off just because of where you are and accept it. somebody saying no we don't want to talk about that you should be able to push because that's what Memphis does so we're going back to Memphis for the men's and women's basketball tournament this year we're going back again for, for
0: whatever reason and, and both of us are critical Of the program, and I'm critical of the program because I love the program, and that's where I got my education.
1: I I want what's best for the University of Houston as a whole. And I want what's best for the city of Houston. Exactly. Because it's a city this large and a conference that's spread out like it is, that has two schools, two member schools, that's available. You have hotel space. You got convention space. You can get this done let's wrap it up who you are, how can folks find you? Alright, uh, this is the 5th Ward Wildcat you can find me at uh, uh, first. the first place you can find me and the main place that you can find me online is www.kingsideview.com uh, you can follow me on Twitter hashtag at uh, AKSVVCSR and uh, blogger is AKSVVCSR dot the block uh block dot com. This is the Fifth Ward Wildcat and I am here with I'm K G of the Houston Round Ball Review. My website is
0: www.houstonroundballreview.com. dot Houston Review dot com. Like I mentioned earlier, I have an article from uh, with Aggies head coach Gary Blair on the website. Also uh reporting that the University of Houston Women's Basketball has a new uh, commitment. Alicia Smith. you can see that information on there. I'm also on uh, Facebook of my uh, Houston Bomb Barview fan page. I'm on Twitter at T-H-E-H-R Review. I uh, get followers, uh, newer followers every day. So uh, you can check that out as well. We thank you for listening. We are looking for uh, sponsors of our podcast. And you uh, both said, um, we will have another podcast at least one this week talking about the Aggies and we'll talk about the NBA as well but you know India is on lockout, so why we well, spend too much time on them until they get, That's true. Right, until they get back into negotiating face to face? Are they still on vacation? Instead of canceling a meeting like they did last week. Um, yes, I said that right. They canceled the meeting last week. Um, I'm done. You know, both sides blame the other for why the meeting was canceled. Crap like that. Whatever. So, to wrap it up, thank you very much for listening to this uh, KG and the Walk at podcast. And in conclusion, be true. Be cool and do more.